right, all right. Hey, guys, I have a question for you all as we get started. Uh, maybe some of you guys are in one right now. Maybe you used to be one when you were a kid. Maybe, I don't know, you're dreaming of being one of these one day. But the question for us as we start tonight, were you ever, did you ever, have you ever been a part of a secret club? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, okay. Uh, I'm talking like an exclusive group of friends maybe or like family members or something. It's like, it's just y'all. Some of y'all are like, right now you're like, yeah, I'm in a secret club right now and you cannot be a part of it. <laughs> That's, see, no, I don't want to be a part of a Duke fans club anyway, so it's okay. But hey, I'm sorry, uh, Duke is trash. You're right. Hey, guys, think about the, they might have like any good names for your secret clubs. People. What is it? The Moly Worm Federation. That is strong. Woolly worm, woolly worm, okay, okay. Uh, yes. Whoa, 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 what was it? Where, where live? Oh, Rare Five? Oh, shoot, that's a really cool name. Okay, what you got? Batter Up. I like that, okay, Batter Up. People? That's really secret, okay. Last one. PS4 Pros, okay, PS4 Pros, good, good. Now you're good, Riley. Okay. Very, very last one. Yes, ma'am. Carolina Cool Kids. That's great. I like that. Carolina Cool Kids. Hey, <clears throat> when I was growing up, guys, I was a part of two secret clubs. Um, I'm telling y'all, so I guess y'all know your clubs aren't secret anymore. You just, like, exposed your identity to everybody? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, I, we all know about your clubs. I was a part of two secret clubs. One was with my cousin, Margot, and one of her like really good friends, Katie Kennedy. It was the three of us. We met in a tree house and we were known as the secret dolphin cove. Yeah. For no idea. I'm actually really embarrassed to even tell y'all that, but I'm really comfortable in myself. So I can tell you about this secret dolphin cove. We, we literally hung out in a tree house and like raked leaves and jumped in the pile of leaves. That was all we did. And my cousin's favorite animal was a dolphin. So I was like, we're not by the beach or anything, but that was a name. The other name of our secret club that I was in with my other cousin uh, was the Secret Ice Club. And what the Secret Ice Club would do, we would act like we were spies at night, and we would get ice from our parents' coolers, and we would go and, like, throw it at people. And that was, like, that was our Secret Ice Club. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. You guys are like, can I please be a member of this club? Please, I want to more than anything. Well, now, guys, we had, like, passwords, and we had oaths and all this stuff. So, like, I don't know if you could really make it. But maybe one day y'all could start your own Secret Ice Club. Just don't tell your parents I gave the idea of throwing ice at people. Definitely not your parents, okay? Hey, one of my favorite movies growing up, please tell me you've seen this movie. Leaders, I know y'all have seen this movie, right? I was worried. I thought our leaders would have to really break some wisdom for y'all uh, tonight. Uh, but, <clears throat> hey, guys, as we talk about the little rascals, if you guys have not seen this movie with Buckwheat and Alfalfa and Spanky, great, 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 Ralphie, great, great, great movie. Hey, listen, but the really cool thing about the little rascals, uh, the movie starts, and there is a club that these guys are a part of. And it's a pretty exclusive club. There's some guys at the very beginning of the movie, they're upset they can't be a part of it. The girls are really upset they can't be a part of it. The name of the club is the... He-Man Woman Haters. You guys know. The He-Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah, it's a He-Man Woman Hater Club. That was the name of the club. All right, and they were not like uh, uh, against 
you know, women's rights or anything like that. Y'all slow down. What they just, they were, they were boys growing up. They were guys. They were fellows. They're hoo, 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 you know, right? Macho guys. And their whole thing was, they said, we don't like girls because they'll probably give us cooties. So we don't want any girls around us. So the crazy thing was they had a secret password to be a part of this club. Does anybody remember what the secret password was? Yeah, that's it right there. Waving right here. That was their secret password to get in. And if you didn't know it, you couldn't get into the club. And they also had an oath. If you guys know what an oath is, it's like something that a uh, president has to say whenever they're sworn into office or if you're taking a position in the government or sometimes even, you know, jobs or um, wherever you might be. Sometimes you have to say an oath, which is essentially a statement guaranteeing that you would do something over and over again. You would really follow the rules for it. You guys want to hear the oath for the Heat Man Woman Hater Club? Oh, you guys didn't sound very excited. Um, I don't have to read it. This is great. All right, girls, please don't be offended. But this is, it says, I, state your name. So guys, say whatever your name is. I, oh, that's good. That's good. I had that coming. Okay, I, Chris, a member of good standing of the He-Man Woman Haters Club, do solemnly swear to be a He-Man and hate women and not play with them or mess with them unless I have to, and especially never fall in love. And if I do... May I die slowly and painfully or, <laughs> and suffer for hours or until I scream bloody murder. Guys, anybody want to be a part of this club? <laughs> Girls, y'all can't, can't be a part of the same club here. Okay. <clears throat> hey, what's crazy about this is in the movie. Hey, leaders, this is really funny. I uh, was YouTubing this the other day. And I didn't realize it, but, like, when they say the oath in the movie, like, only a couple of them actually know what's going on. They kind of just love the beginning. I, a member, like, ah, and then they kind of just mumble along with everything else. They just go through the motions with everything else. And, like, the words don't really mean that much. Only one of them really even knows the words, and it will stymie because he was the president of the club. And they have a password. They're supposed to do all these things right. There's people on the outside who want to be a part of the club, but they feel like they're just not good enough or they're not accepted or they just can't be in it. Hey, and I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about where we are in this series, and I was like, you know, I think for a lot of us, like, it's easy for us to go through the motions in life, right? Just going through every day, waking up, hopefully brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant, hopefully, guys, uh, hopefully showering, all those things. But, you know, just going through your daily routine of school and trying to, you know, not get on your teacher's nerves and hopefully get uh, a good meal at lunch and not get sick after eating it, you know, and having a really, really good, you know, relationship or friendship or getting along better with your parents or your older brother or sister. And a lot of times, guys, we go through a routine over and over and over again like it's an oath that you just say over and over and over again. Hey, and I got news for you guys. As followers of Jesus, right, if you're in this room and you claim I am a Christian, right, well, awesome. That's wonderful. But we have to be very careful not to fall into a routine of just reading an oath every day or just saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a Christian today. I'm going I'm to pray to God. The same prayer I pray every single day. Hey, listen, if, that, if you pray that way, that's awesome that you do pray First of all, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. But I want y'all to know something, right? If you follow Jesus in this room, hey, you guys should have a conversation with him just like you would if you're talking to one of your friends. Now, I don't know if you should be like, yo, what's up, dog? You know, I don't know if like that or hey, girl, like that, that wouldn't work. 
But seriously, guys, the coolest thing is, it's so easy for us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to lose sight of this and get into a routine of every day and think we're a part of an exclusive club and we forget what it even means. Hey, if you're here and you're not sure about Jesus or not sure about God, we're so glad you're here. We want you to know that we are not the He-Man Woman Haters Club, okay? If you follow Jesus, yeah, you, we, there are not stipulations like that that say you have to give me the secret password and handshake to get in. No, it's open for everybody. That's the coolest thing about being a follower of Jesus. But hey, guys, this, this is a big thing for us. God wants me to be real with him. He wants me to be open he wants me to be honest. He wants me to talk about how I'm feeling, what I'm struggling with, what I'm going through in my life. And I know a lot of times we go through routine, and you might say the same prayer at, um, at lunch every day. We're teaching Iris a prayer right now, and it's like, God is great. Hey, listen, and that is a great prayer. That's good. But I feel like sometimes it just becomes like words that we just say. And you're like, man, what am I saying? Like, is this really real for me right now? Like, am I talking to God like I would be talking to one of my close friends? Hey, think about one of your best friends. She could be sitting next to you or he could be sitting next to you or they might not be here right now. Hey, but don't, don't think about Batman or like a clown or something. Think of like a real person who is actually your friend. Don't tell me Bruce Wayne's a real person. I know Superman's better, okay? So just take it easy. Hey, but think about this. The relationship you have with that person if you guys hung out one day, and if something was bothering you, and if something was going on in your life, your friend could probably tell that, right? Your friend would probably be like, dude, something's wrong with Trey. Like, he's upset. He's not focused. Like, he's sad about something. And you would probably keep being like, Trey, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? And if Trey kept saying nothing, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm fine, and if you as a friend, being his best friend, you knew something was wrong with Trey, how would that make you feel? Probably pretty bad. You'd feel sad. You'd be like, I thought I was a lot closer with Trey or with Caleb or with Rebecca or whoever it is. Hey, guys, the reality is in our relationship with God, God wants us to be real with him. And if there's something going on, Riley, in your life right now or you're sad or you're upset or you're frustrated, y'all, don't go into a mundane of just saying God is great, God is good, let us think. We want to talk to him real from our hearts because that's what he's looking for. And again, if you're not here, if you're here for the first time and you, or you come every week and you aren't sure about God or Jesus, thank y'all so much for being here. It's awesome to have y'all here. It, for you guys, I would say it's even more encouraging because you don't have to memorize all this stuff and know all these things. All God wants from you is to be real and have a relationship with him. So it's great. So uh, I saw this on social media the other day. I thought I'd go ahead and show it to you guys. Thanos, right, before... Uh, the new one comes out, Endgame, and, and it's like three hours and two minutes. Did y'all see that? <clears throat> yeah. As we're getting ready for Endgame here, there was some stuff that Thanos, Thanos clearly has an Instagram, so he posted it. And it says, if Thanos snapped his finger, you're being dusted. Your last words are the last text you ever sent, right? What would those famous last words be? Think about it. So, like, if, like, you're getting ready to disappear like Spider-Man or Black Panther, um, and if all of a sudden we're in this famous last word series and you think about the last thing you ever said or the last text you ever sent, the last text message you ever sent, I'm not going to ask you to look at your phones right now, but you guys probably know the last text you sent was probably like, dude, I'm really hungry, man. I want some pizza or something. Right? Or like, man, I've, whatever it was. Hey, think about what the last text you ever sent, what it would be. Just, just think about it. If you guys knew you were about to disappear, 
forever. What would happen? Bye, fam. That's very, that's very friendly. Hey, what's, uh, what's, <clears throat> what's really cool about it is thankfully, <laughs> hey, thankfully, guys, Jesus actually has like a, like a last text, so to speak, that we get to read in this famous last word series. And we looked at it last week when we kicked it off. And we're actually going to kind of see a text message that Jesus sent to God. Uh, yeah, I like the sarcasm. Hey, but in all seriousness, we see a final text that Jesus sent to God. Hey, and when it comes to being real with God, Jesus was more real than anybody. And he modeled that for us. So as followers of him, we should try and do the same thing. Uh, but I think it's a really, really, really cool verse. Uh, it's actually, it might know how Jesus texted God. It's the same way you guys can text him right now if you want to. It might know? Instagram. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, prayer. Perfect. It's prayer. The cool thing about texting God is that you never have to worry about not having service, right? You can do it anywhere. You don't, you, if your phone's dead, it doesn't matter. If you're swimming in the pool, boo, boo, whatever you're doing, right? You can always text God through prayer. That's really, really, really cool. That's what he wants for us to be real with him. Hey, and uh, check this out. This is Jesus' last text, his final message, right? His prayer that he gives to God in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is actually right before Judas betrays him. This is hours before he gets on the cross, right? This is hours before he's getting ready to be killed and he's going to die for us, right? And this is kind of what he says here in Luke uh, chapter 22. Jesus says, Father, God, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Hey, if, if you're willing, God, in other words, like Jesus was on his knees begging God in the garden, please, if you're willing, Father, take this away from me. And we're talking about a cup of suffering, you know, like just a little cup of Joe, right? No. The, the cup of suffering that Jesus is begging God to take away from him is the cross, is dying a terrible, excruciating, painful, awful death that Jesus died for you and for you and for you. And he died for people in this room who may never know God or, you know, you know somebody in your life who is mad at God and never wants to do with God. He died, he died for him too. But Jesus is saying, God, please take this. I don't want this. It's like the worst possible thing you could probably drink. Like, I don't know, like insanity wing sauce from East Coast Wings or something. Like, it would be, it, 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 that would probably kill you, so do not do that. But Jesus is begging God to take this away from him. Hey, you might be sitting here right now and be like, hold on, that's crazy. Jesus wasn't really excited about going to the, to the cross. I thought he was like, hey, let's just go get crucified. No, absolutely not. Guys, he was modeling being real to God. So hopefully we can do the same thing. Hey, but he finishes the verse like this. Even though I really, really want you to take this cup of suffering away, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What you want, God, instead of what I want. Like, dude, the last thing I want to do, God, I'm, I'm being honest with you. The last thing I want to do is to have to go to the cross. I don't want to do that because it's painful. It's awful. It is the worst possible thing that could happen. If there's another way, please help this happen. Another way to look at this is like this. Uh, essentially, Jesus was kind of being like, all right, if this is what I have to do, I'm going to say your will, God, your way over my way. Really big. God, what you want, I know it's going to be better. I know it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. But I'm going to say your way over my way here. Hey, and he keeps going with the verse. Then an angel from heaven appeared. This is really cool. Because did God take the cup away? From Jesus? In other words, like, did, did you, yeah, 
we're here because Jesus went to the cross for us, which is awesome. Isn't it a great thing that he did that? <laughs> if he didn't, oh, man, it would be a rough, rough go for us. Hey, but this is so cool. Jesus still goes to the cross even though he's not super excited about it, but he says, God, your way over my way, and this is what he says. Uh, Luke tells us that an angel from heaven appears, and they strengthen Jesus. Right? Even though he was going through some serious pain and agony and terrible things, the angel strengthens him. And then Jesus, as a result, prays more fervently. In other words, he prayed so much harder than he had ever prayed. And he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. Hey, y'all, that's a serious condition. That is a real condition. Uh, I have it written down. Uh, it's called hematidrosis. If you are a science person, you're like, you just butchered that. Yeah, I really did. I'm sorry. Okay. Hematidrosis, it is a very serious condition where if you are in so much agony and pain and stress and you have so much anxiety and nerves about something, like emotionally or physically or spiritually, like you can't get over what's about to happen to you. You're crying. You're sweating literally drops of blood. You sweat out blood. And it's, it's crazy. Now, the sweat, like, it, it probably doesn't look that red exactly. It's, it's sweat mixed with blood, and it is an awful, terrible thing to experience. Y'all, when, when I see that, and, and it, and it kind of shows me what Jesus went through, like, for us, man, that's an awesome thing. So as we get ready to celebrate Easter, and we see what Jesus went through, you know, like, the fact that Jesus decided, God, I don't want this. Please take this away from me. That Jesus faced anxiety like you face, stress like you face, burdens like you face, worries like you face, tears, uh, fears. I didn't mean to rhyme that. Um, hard times. Like, you know, the one person who really and truly understands, probably better than anybody else, yeah, it can be your parents, definitely your small group leader, definitely your peers around you. Man, but Jesus, because to a point where he literally sweat out blood. Oh, it's crazy. Um, and something that's really cool about this, uh, guys, is, is a big takeaway I want y'all to have from this is that Jesus on his knees begging God that if this doesn't have to be, then please take it away. But at the end of the day, I want your way over my way, so I'm still going to do it because I love each of you this much. Hey, this is what we learned from Jesus. Being, let's go to the next one real quick. Perfect. Since Jesus was real with God, since Jesus was on his knees begging God, please take this from me. Please, I, if, if I don't have to do this, if there's another way, please take it from me. Since Jesus was that real with God where he started sweating out drops of blood and in that much anxiety and stress and nerves and heartbreak, as followers of Jesus, we should be too. We should be that real with God. Because we had these bracelets last week. You know, what would Jesus do was the ones that we had in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, the ones we got last week were HWLF. Y'all remember what it stands for? <clears throat> yeah, he would love first. Absolutely. Jesus would love first. He loved you first. That's why he, he did this. But if we, we model and we want to be like what Jesus is and how he lived his life and, and how he loved people, like Jesus said, hey, look, guys, I know you'll probably read this 2,000 years from now. I know you'll be sitting in middle school at Oak Grove or at Ledford or at Southeast or at NCLA or at Wesleyan or at wherever you are, homeschool prop, whoop, whoop, right, wherever you are. Hey, and I want you guys to know something. Even though you're in sixth or seventh or eighth grade and you might be facing some hard things right now in your life, I want you to know 
that I face stuff too. And you don't have to hide that stuff from God. He wants you to bring it right to him. Now, don't smack him in the face. God, I can't believe you. No, don't. you better come correct, right? But the reality is he wants you to present that to him and ask him to help you through it. He wants to do more than anything. Jesus modeled for us. So we should be real just like that. Hey, and another way to do this, guys, like a, a, a breakdown definition for it is like this. Being real. Let's go to this next one. Being real with God, what it means is being open and honest about how you feel. Now, not venting to one of your friends. I'm talking like be open and honest with God about how you feel, about what's going on with your parents in their marriage or the health crisis or your relationship that failed, right, or whatever it is in your life right now that you just can't see past and you feel like you're all alone facing it. Now, it's a lonely place to be. And God wants us to be real with him. Hey, and still choosing to trust God in spite of it. Um, I went to uh, Phoenix this past weekend, and I flew out there to the desert. It was very hot. Can y'all say hot? <laughs> so we, we, I'm sorry. I, I pronunciate stuff with Iris because she, like, loves to touch stoves and microwaves and things. So I'm like, no, 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 that's hot. She goes, hot, hot, hot. So it was super hot out there. But we had a great time. On the flight back, <clears throat> we experienced a little bit of turbulence. If you guys have ever been in a, been in a plane, uh, but if you, you ever flew before, it would really be like uh, driving in a car, and if you're in a school bus and you hit like 12 speed bumps in a row, like bum, 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 bum. You're like, what in the world? How many raccoons or possums did we just hit? I don't know what just happened, right? We had a lot of turbulence. And one of the craziest things was we hit it. <laughs> uh, there was this mom and her daughter, was probably like four years old, and Turbulence happened. The captain comes on. He's like, yes, this is your captain speaking. We're going to hit some turbulence, so please, I'm going to hit the fastened seatbelt sign and return to your seats. And this lady's still sitting by the bathroom. Like, my seats were right next to the bathroom, which was a beautifully smelling flight the whole time. I'm just going to tell you, okay? But this lady is still standing next. I guess either she had to go or her little daughter had to go. I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. But they were standing there, and the turbulence happened. So it's bum, 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 and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great, you know? Just kidding. <laughs> She didn't fall or anything. The craziest thing was this little girl, probably four years old, you know, when the turbulence happened, she just reached up to her mom, and she was crying. She's like, Mom, please, please just hold me. Hold me. And the mom picked her up and held her, and the mom felt, I'm just kidding, the mom didn't fall, right? <laughs> but the mom's sitting there holding her, <laughs> and she's like still trying to go to the bathroom. The captain's like, yeah, again, this is your captain. Please return to your seats, and they just didn't sit down. And the craziest thing was this little girl was so okay with all the bumps and all the turbulence and all the craziness of the plane because her mom was sitting there holding her. I was like, wow. They finally go to the bathroom. They go back to the back of the plane. And I seriously can hear this girl crying <laughs> every like five or six minutes. Just, just you know, periodically. You know, and I'm like, sir, what is there? Animal back there? I don't know what it was. This little girl's crying. And her mom, all of a sudden, you can hear, she's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And when the mom just holds her or just consoles her and says, hey, it's going to be absolutely and positively okay. The mom had no control over the plane, right? The little girl had no control over the plane. But the one thing the mom did the whole time, she never let her daughter go, ever. And if, her, if her little girl reached up to her, she picked her up and had her. And I'm sure they left something stinky in the toilet, but... She had her the whole time, and she said, it's okay. Hey, I've got you. We're going to make it. We're going to land. 
Everything's going to be okay. I know, it's, I know it's weird. It's scary. This is awful. This is not fun. But I promise you, it's going to be okay. Hey, y'all, and I don't know what it is that you're going through. I honestly have no idea. Um, I want you guys to know that, yeah, we love you. It's so awesome to see our middle schoolers here. Um, middle school night a few weeks ago was a blast. And I know your leaders love you to death. But what I really want to encourage y'all with is whatever it is you're facing, whenever the plane gets some turbulence, whenever the captain comes on the mic and says, dude, you better buckle up because life's about to get real. <laughs> Man, if I would just love to encourage you to have the same faith as that little girl who just knew her mom was going to hold her. Her mom was going to carry her through it. Again, it didn't mean the turbulence didn't happen. It didn't mean if you follow Jesus, you're not going to have hard times in life. You, you will. Everybody does. But the coolest thing was is, man, just as that little girl was holding her daughter, saying, okay, I've got you. We're going to be okay. We're all right. We're going to make it. Jesus wants to do the same thing with us. He does. And it starts by being real with God and being real with Jesus. Hey, I want to uh, end with a picture. Can we go to the picture? Let's get to the last slide. Is it, can everybody see this? Uh, I saw this on social media. It was actually on the, the plane as well when I landed. And this was uh, a, this pastor guy from down in Charlotte. I follow him, this pastor guy. Uh, I follow this dude. And he posted this because he said it was in his, um, his daughter's room on his wall. And it was, uh, I think she was in middle school or high school. I'm not going to try and follow a little girl somewhere on, on Instagram. That's just not a good look. So I was like, all right, Chad, I'm going to take your word. This is your daughter's Instagram, so or your, your daughter's wall picture. So I thought it was really cool. And he said, man, sometimes his daughter really struggles with her identity. And she struggles knowing that she can trust God consistently. And she struggles knowing that she can have a real relationship with God. And I was like, man, that's, that's really cool. I'm actually working on a message for this right now. I'm thinking it out. And he's like, so I posted this on my Instagram page just so she can remind herself of these things. All right, so... She knows that she can be real with God because the cup of suffering, right, that, that Jesus took for us on the cross, when he did that, it's really cool because now it meant that because he went to the cross, it meant that, man, I know I am strong now, right? I'm really, really strong. It means that, man, I'm empowered. I know I can be real with God because I'm God's. I'm a new creation. I'm unique. Right? I'm cared for. I'm forgiven. I'm precious. I'm chosen, I'm special, I am family, I am important, I am loved, I am lovely, I am protected. Hey, I would love to encourage y'all when you face that thing in your life that's so hard, when you leave here or when you go to group, guys, think about how you could tell yourself one of these things and remind yourself, man, I can be real with God because what he took for me at the cross allows me to be one with him. It allows me to be family with him. It allows me to be loved by him. Hey, so yeah, snap a picture of this if you guys want to. Um, and just wonderful promises from God and from God's word. There's verses underneath all of them because God's word, it never fails and his love for us will never fail. So when you struggle feeling real with him, guys, I, I, I pray, I, I beg you, man, get on your knees, be real with him and just talk to him like you will with one of your friends. That's what he wants. That's why Jesus took the cup for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all these middle school students. God, thank you so much uh, for the energy they have, Lord. And I know a lot of them are going through all sorts of turbulence right now in their life. And speed bumps and craziness, God. And I just pray that they'll have the strength, they'll have the courage, 
um, to be real with you and to open up to you and to trust you. God, I, I know sometimes these things aren't always easy, and a lot of times we wish we could just pray it away and it would just stop completely. God, we know that that isn't always the case, but Lord, we just know that you are carrying us through those things anyway. Just like that girl on the plane who found so much comfort in her mom's arms. I pray that our students can do the same things in their walk with you. They can be real with you. They can talk with you exactly as they are. And they know, Lord, that, man, it's not routine. It's a relationship. Father, thank you so much for all those middle schoolers. Thank you for those who are here who are still working out what it looks like to be real with you. And I pray that they'll have courage to have conversations in group uh, with their group leader. Lord, to take that next step. We love you so much, Father, and your son, Jesus. Thank you for him taking the cup and for doing all this for us. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.